Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of The Instance is brought to you by Simple Contacts, an easy and convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription or reorder your contacts from anywhere. Within minutes, get $30 off your first Simple Contacts order by visiting simplecontacts.com slash wow and entering the promo code wow. I'm Ghostcrawler. I am totally off the leash and you are listening to The Instance. <laughs> The World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is the instance. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the instance. This is the instance episode 520. Blaze up! Oh, wait, that's 420. Oops. Don't blaze up. We're not encouraging uh, recreational uh, marijuana use here on the show until it becomes legal in all 50 states in the United States of America. And perhaps Helsinki. Anyway, hey, welcome back, everybody. It's good to be here. It is April 13, 2018. I'm Scott Johnson. Joining me today, the father of the year, clearly, Patrick <laughs> Beja. Hello. You mean father of the year because I'm abandoning my child to come do the show? Yes. I guess that qualifies me. How's he doing? He's he's good. Everything's good. Yeah, he's doing well. Um, he's doing. Let, let me tell you. Uh, once you figure out a little bit of how babies work, it's a lot easier. Mm. I mean, we don't have uh, uh, all of the secrets figured out yet, but uh, a little bit, and it's become manageable. So nice. Yeah. All right. I like it. I like where you're at. It's good to have you back, though. It's been a while. I feel like we've yeah. missed you. Uh, he also moved. Uh, a lot going on, and uh, I've, I can't wait to hear your fresh... Boxes everywhere, and listen, I'm in the countryside uh, in the middle of nowhere in Finland, but I do have fiber, so that's what matters. Well, it keeps you, keeps you regular. All right, and also with us, uh, returning for the, what, four, what are we, four weeks, three weeks into this now? This is number three in a row. That's right. Garrett Weinzerpel, uh, also known as Weinzerpel to his family, he's here. Hello, Garrett. Welcome back. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Scott. All on his lonesome there in Florida. His wife off doing work. He has to just kind of hold down the fart by himself. I'm very impressed. Mm -hmm. Very mm -hmm. impressed. There's a lot of poop and pee over here too, but it's all coming from dogs. <laughs> I was gonna say. Hey, you know, <laughs> babies at the age mine's at is not all that different from a dog. Yeah. Uh, I, quite I, frankly, I, it's not all that clever. Doesn't do much. Mainly eats poops and sometimes smiles, yeah. which is nice, but not often. Look, we'll take sometimes over never. Also, uh, we should mention Terpster is at the BAFTAs this weekend. Uh, that is the British something something award something deal. I don't know what they do over there. It's all space points and monkey bones. I think but, they wear tuxes. Uh, they and, do. Uh, and yeah. they're being fancy. And they meet fancy people and pretend like it's cool and it's nothing yep. when uh. they tweet it, uh, uh, pictures of it. Yeah. That's why I saw him wearing a tux on Instagram. I thought he was cosplaying as James Bond for a day. <laughs> well, <laughs> in his head, he always is. But sure. Uh, and also, he got to hobnob with a bunch of gaming luminaries. Uh, some some people like uh, the actual player unknown was there, and he got a little picture with him. 
Uh, I wonder how that guy's feeling in the Fortnite world now. But anyway. Well, listen, I think the amounts of millions of dollars that his company is making is helping him sleep at night, even though Fortnite is more popular at the moment. Yeah. What else is great about that shot, though? And this is totally something only the I would care about. The blue thing on his nose? He has a blue thing on his nose that looks like a hole. And uh, the name of the publish the Korean publishing partner is Blue Hole. So it looked like he was putting his arm around player unknown while he had a blue hole on his nose which you know only entertains me apparently <laughs> i think yeah that, i read this and i thought as i often do when i read your tweets scott why did he tweet this um, and i guess you just gave me the answer <laughs> man i people could ask that question every damn day why do i tweet it all honestly uh but anyway it's good to be uh here uh, with a relatively full crew he, he should be back next week we talked a bunch off air we were going to try to sneak in a a lore episode about the upright zandalari trolls and we never were able to get a time squeezed out but that should excite some people that maybe we'll have an upcoming episode where we just really break down those trolls and talk about why they're so trolly and so upright i'll save you some time uh they look cooler and they ride dinosaurs that's all you need to know oh man I didn't realize that we had the entire summation in one sentence. Now forget it. We're not doing that episode now. Uh, I have a question before we launch into the show proper. Yeah. Um, so you got the release date last week, uh, commented about that quite a bit. Yeah. I can't remember. Did we? I'm going to use the we, even though it's probably, you know, one of us. But did we predict it would be mid-August or did we say late August? I think we said. I think we, we said mid-August. We should write because, this stuff down. I don't know why we don't write our predictions oh yeah, down. Yeah, we, we really should. Because uh, yeah. I was watching, uh, the, you know, Taliesin and Evitel, those yeah. British uh, silly, funny people who do videos about WoW? They're wonderful. And they were saying, like, yeah, they were them. doing a video and they were going like, oh, nobody predicted it was going to be August 14th. And everyone was shocked. And I was watching the video going like, no, we we did. Yeah, we did. We, we said August. It. We said August. We, I don't know if we got real specific about when in August, but I know we I said think August. We did. Hey, Scott, listen, let's pretend we did. We said 14th of August. And so we can stick it to Taliesin and Evitel. I like that. They listen. Uh, at All least right. I think they do. Or they used to. They told me that at BlizzCon that they listen. So maybe they'll yeah, hear it. Yeah, sometimes they do. I think, yeah. Yeah. Okay. A anyway, th this gets really personal and specific. Uh, there are some things that I would like to keep <laughs> private between them and me because it's personal. Oh, I see. We're starting to starting to dig around the edges of something controversial here. I kind of want to keep so, going. Well, I mean, there might be some some jealousy happening in there between uh, people because I think, you know, I, I masquerade uh, into some kind of weird hatred, but really, you know, it's all love inside. Sure. And uh, that's what I'm trying to hide. So. Soft, gooey anyway, love. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, but, enough about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That prediction, though, or that, uh, that date still feels uh, earlier than I would have expected, like even though I think we were all hoping for a, a summer release. And Garrett and I talked about this a little bit last week, but it does feel good to have it not be right around BlizzCon or the week after BlizzCon or the week before, like sometimes happens. It feels like we're going to get a nice stretch of uninterrupted play of the game before uh, a whole lot before of us. Before, yeah. like, fall, fall apocalypse yeah. comes upon us. Game apocalypse. All, like, yeah. literally, the first half of September, there's like five games that come out that everyone's going to want to play yeah. and i don't know so, that i don't know i mean maybe this was part of their plan for the new date or for this date but it does it does nicely avoid well, things like red dead redemption and you know some listen other huge if releases. there's one thing i've learned about blizzard 
through my many years of covering them and working there is that they care nothing about dates. They're like, oh, it's ready. All right, chip it. Really? And you're like, but it's the middle of wait of summer. Like no one's <laughs> no one's available to hype it up or like to they're like, we don't care. It's ready. Like do, we do you think it. that, that it killed it. them to have to move the Warcraft movie to get out of the way of Star Wars? They were like, no, this goes against everything we stand for. Oh, good point. They did <laughs> do that, didn't they? I yeah, forgot yeah. about that. They must have hated that if that's their regular mode. But then again, that's more that's studios and other stuff and less yeah. them. But but Patrick, this is actually a good insight. I have never asked you this before, and I can't believe I haven't. But you're saying to me that when it comes to release dates of content, wow, all their other games, they don't care what the competition's doing on dates. So any rumors, uh, anything, it, it, it's, if anything happens where it's like a weird release, like, oh, it came out the week, uh, this expansion came out the week before Guild Wars 2 did. Oh, I wonder what that's about. That's pure cir- uh, uh, circumstantial, not not connected to any actual plan. Yeah, I I don't think it does matter to them. I mean, I, I can't know for certain, but definitely con- conventional gaming release calendars wisdom does not apply to Blizzard. Like, they release game games uh right after christmas it's like the most (laughs) ridiculous thing you would ever want to do like right after everyone has bought everything they wanted to buy they're like yeah whatever it's it's gonna you know blizzard is one of those companies that just whenever it uh it comes out it sells it doesn't matter so and and regarding uh targeting dates for competitors those things are set way in advance and they have to do with you know the development schedule is really planned week by week. Like when you put it out on the PTR, you need to have two months on the PTR or whatever for a patch or something. And then it has like one week of study for whatever. It's like it, they they can't move it around uh, very easily, I don't think. So when you have a studio that plans a release date a year in advance, maybe that can work. But for Blizzard, they decide like, when it's going to be released roughly three months in advance. And that by that point, everything's been announced anyway. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think like now for this expansion, it's like four months, which is relatively uh, long for blizzard, mm-hmm. but yeah. So four months, everything's been set. Like the release dates for other games we're getting now are um, for, they've been announced a few weeks ago already. And it's for September, October, November, so now that you've said the words, Garrett, does it sound, does four months sound crazy to you? Like four months is nothing. We're going to, I mean, it's nothing. Um, if I think age plays a big role in this, it doesn't seem like it now. I think when I was in college and my life was World of Warcraft, it should have been college, but it wasn't. It was World of Warcraft. Four months would have sounded like an eternity because yeah. I would have still been putting probably at least four hours a day into the game and i would probably be very bored with the state of the game right now because we would have had raid on farm yeah uh it probably would have felt like a lifetime but yeah right now we're uh <laughs> it's busy and i also have hearthstone and here's the storm and other things yeah. it, it, it it seems like it's right around the corner yeah that's what it is I, it's 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 all it's an age thing but it's also like a just a, an embarrassment of riches kind of problem like there's just so much cool stuff to to be messing around within blizzard and without so when you hear four months you're like oh my gosh that's so soon am, am i even going to be done with uh nino cooney 2 and these three other games i want to play by then and you're like because i am in that mode right now i'm in that kind of all right i'm good until the expansion i don't need to raid every other night i don't need to be in there knocking out you know my freaking 
crap. <laughs> I, don't I have the lamest WoW stories right now because all I'm doing is uh, when I'm bored, I'm logging in and just slowly plinking away at finally getting Draenor flying. And it's awful. I don't know why I'm doing it to myself, but... <laughs> part, part of me admires that, though. Part of me admires that. I'm like, I never did it either, and I didn't want to because it was boring and lame, and I don't like that grind. And now I'm kind I'm, of... I'm one-shotting everything, and I'm still like, I don't want to do this, but I need to fly. <laughs> in Draenor, not even... In Draenor. Yeah, Draenor. Oh, yeah, I've been able to fly in Legion for a very long time now. Yeah. I just... Ah, the flying gating. I hate it. I, I, oh, I, wanna... I, I love doing it. I came back for Draenor like a few months before... Um, uh, uh, what's the current expansion? Legion. Uh, before Legion came out, <laughs> and and I, I did all of that grind. I honestly, I really enjoyed it, and yeah. I'm really looking forward to coming back when we get the pre patches for uh, for Battle for Azeroth and doing some stuff there. Oh sure, um, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah that, it's I mean that really is something like the summer. I think is kind of becoming my. Oh yeah, I can play well yeah, time because yeah. there isn't a huge amount of other things. I, I agree. It's just such a weird gaming's weird right now. Gaming, the whole gaming world is so strange compared to what it was in 2004 when this game launched. And I think it'd be oh. fun to it'd be fun to go back and kind of chronicle that. Like, what was the big deal in 04? Well, you had the Nintendo DS. That was a thing, and you had uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, there was things. Certainly, there were things, right? But there wasn't I like mean, today. It's insane today. You know? When when was Half Life Two? That was Half Life Four. Oh, was it Half Four? Yeah, but you okay. didn't 04. have Steam. There was My no... God, Half Four was an insane year. It was it was World of Warcraft, Doom Three, Half Life Two, San Andreas, Fable, Halo Two, and Far Cry. Yeah, I mean they were okay. That was an okay year. It's not to say it wasn't an okay year, but you didn't also have Steam, GOG, and a thousand other things going. Hey, look at all these fifteen dollar oh. experiences. I gonna we're gonna waste your time with like. I mean. It's just such even, a different even time. the AAA that we talk about this all the time on our game general gaming shows, like the amount of game of the years that come out. There's basically one game of the year that everyone needs to play that comes out every month or two. Yeah, and and that's been the case for like the past two or three years, and this year is no exception. Wow, I don't think Wow could exist today as it did in 2004 because people are pulled in 15 different directions when yeah it was a great year in 2004 and wow sort of you know came out at the end of the year and then took off the year after that right um but you had time to like your video game life was one game usually with a few distractions here and there now it's a lot more difficult to do that yeah i don't think wow could know the success it did um back then today because just of the gaming landscape i think that's probably true i mean there are definitely people hearing this right now going whatever man all i play is wow that's all i've ever played and that's all i ever will play i get that there's the madden people of the year of the world who just buy madden once a year or call of duty once a year and that's but we don't talk to them we don't talk to those people (laughs) i don't don't know anyone like that even my (laughs) like sports inclined friends are not that way yeah you know the 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 clicks in high school that you guys have in america Oh I yeah, like, like you guys don't have your own little groups. Come on, we don't we don't have them like that. I mean, this one, this group bad. likes this group likes stinky cheese. This group likes a more sweet kind of less aromatic cheese. You had your groups, yeah, but we talk to each other. Oh, all right, we we, we enjoy each other's company. Right. I, I, um, 
<laughs> anyway, uh, I feel like the people who play Madden, you know, there are people who buy two video games a year and they're basically they're normal people. They're not like us crazy gamers. Yeah. But I feel like a, a certain amount of contempt, almost like we're the, the, the cool pe- the, the, the cool crowd or the jocks. Yeah, let's be the jocks. And, and they're the geeks. Mm-hmm. And I understand how that sounds since we're really the geeks, but I don't know. It yeah. feels like those people we shouldn't really hang out with. No, they're uh, they're bad for us and should be ashamed of themselves. No, that's not true. <laughs> Everybody should have all the things they want to have, including BlizzCon dates. What? Well, looky here, everybody. If you're going to BlizzCon, I got some good news for you. They have dates now. The 2nd and 3rd of November, 2018. Uh, that is exactly the same as last year, if I'm not uh wrong i might be wrong because i because we traveled on halloween it was the third and fourth i think just because the way the friday saturday shook out ah uh, gotcha okay uh, it's, but it's you know the first possible weekend in november again ironically last time i went on halloween because i had to be there early and maybe they'll have us do it again i don't know they haven't we haven't been asked yet but if, the, if we end up doing some kind of panel thing um we're traveling <laughs> and well either way i'm already trying we've got tickets already because i'm you know try to do this stuff early and we're traveling on uh, Halloween again. So that'll be fun. I didn't like that last year. I didn't like traveling on Halloween. It's weird not having Halloween is what I'm trying to say. My 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 flight bu- got bumped one day. Uh, and we were excited about that for a reason. Nobody cares but me. But that's also our anniversary. So Aww. we got to not spend our anniversary Aww. on an airplane. That's adorable, though. What you guys should do is have a little impromptu like uh, ring ceremony on the plane. Just have everyone stand up and say, to commemorate our marriage... <laughs> Does anyone hear a, a preacher and or a public a, a justice of the peace and then just do a little, uh, you know, a little run through there? That'd be all right. And hopefully they stand up and they're in costume. <laughs> yeah. Or they got, you know, BlizzCon t-shirts on because they're all going where you're going. But anyway, uh, that's happening. It's the third. Sorry, the second and the third. That's a Friday and Saturday for all those people who keep stoking rumors every year that they're going to move to a third day. Sorry, not happening yet. I think uh, you're yeah. the only one stoking that boomer, Scott. There are a lot of people I heard from this uh, previous to this announcement this year who are all going, dude, you think you're going to go third year or third day this year? I think this is the year. Okay. Were, were, were they, now, were they saying they're going to or were they saying, please, God, add one because I'm exhausted? Maybe. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we all use. Well, I don't. Usually I fly. Someday, I don't think but... I would want a third day. I think it wouldn't be less stuff to do. It would be another day, an extra day of just as much stuff to do. Yeah, that's I'm, kind of my I'm thinking. Sure it would go the way you that's think. that's my thinking. I people already use Sunday often as a way to you know they're going to Disney or they do other little get-togethers and group group ups and stuff. Um, I, I'm all about giving it some breathing room. The problem I have with BlizzCon is not the time limit; it's that my role while there is so sporadic that I don't actually hear what's happening until I get home. Almost like I, we 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 get the fundamentals and we do live shows there and we talk about them as friends and all that other stuff, but people at home and those who are attending it that are going to the every panel they can go to they're at least getting like the content and i'm just running it down a hall and somebody goes hey did you hear hearthstone did a thing oh no i wasn't in there i was in the other thing okay cool see you later and then i i spend you know half my time upstairs with interviews and then a chunk of time down in the in the in the hall where i'm not seeing the panel so i don't know what's happening till i get home half the time god that that hallway experience that you were describing is so realistic. Is it? Is it weird? Is it, it, it makes me think of uh, when I was in high school, and I'm the youngest one here, but even when I was in high school, we didn't have phones all the time. So it reminds me of that. Yeah. When you're not 
connected all the time and you literally have to hear from your friend that uh oh my god did you hear in halo 2 you don't play as chief all the time that was a thing that someone yelled at me in a hallway when i was in high school sure sure <laughs> that's what blizzcon feels like because i'm running between a million different things that i don't actually know what just got announced it's also a great window into how then, young you are because you're hearing about halo 2 in high school oh my gosh <laughs> Such a baby, such a yeah, tiny you know what baby. The funny thing is, yeah. you, you know what the funny thing is about us not knowing what's happening at BlizzCon and what they announced and the details of the announcements? Yeah. The funny thing is, we actually record all our shows there and have to pretend like we know. I know. But we actually have no idea. We're like, oh, those Warfronts, <laughs> they sure sound cool. Yeah, right, well, to be fair, Warfronts, no one knew what they were going to be at this time. But you want to know still, how, how, the, how that sausage is made? We literally, five minutes before it do that, we have, we have one of these <laughs> and we're going through on like Hearthbone and MMO Champion being like, okay, what kind of announce? Who's yeah, doing do our job for thing. us? We do the exact same <laughs> thing, like leading up to what usually it's a Saturday or something, although because we did the panel, we kind of called that our thing. Um, and I kind of liked that because that was Saturday morning. You only had the Friday announcements. It was like a more easily digestible thing. If they have us do it again, I would not turn it down because I, I kind of like that, even though more would come out later. And, you know, but we had a chance to sort of collect ourselves, get home, discuss it talk about it and put it out there it's hard so boohoo on us i know everyone's like oh freaking boohoo you get access to devs and you get to go upstairs in the press area and the food's really good up there and all that i know i'm not complaining i'm just saying a third day might i actually i'm kind of with patrick a third, a third day might kill us we might actually I, I, perish I'm, the more i think about it like i think it, it would be really fun from just like a, a, an attending the con standpoint but I, I don't know i kind of like that if you go a day early that thursday beforehand with all of the community events that's kind of the third day and you get to spend more time talking to the people you want to talk to as yep. opposed to <laughs> sprinting ha down hallways yeah right? like, and that's what we'll do this, this year same thing thursday is huge community day it's all the parties the you know the blizzard shindigs all that stuff so it'll be yeah it'll be i don't fun. really want to lose that so yeah. i mean i, don't I guess know if they I'm could go. you know uh, well listen no. listen new father listen Maybe you will, maybe you won't, but never say never. Don't say it now. I'm just pushing. Imagine my virtual <laughs> finger pressing to your virtual lips and making you shush. Don't. This is what you do. Uh, right. you, you, you hand sew a Murloc costume for your newborn. <laughs> you bring your newborn with you, and you win BlizzCon by bringing your, your brand new little baby dressed as a Murloc. Yeah. We were talking about coming with my wife and and the baby. That was before I realized what baby were, but what baby What were. a baby is. Um, yeah, it's like, oh. So that's how it actually happens. All well, right. He'll be, a, he'll be uh, older. Maybe he'll be gone then. He'll be older, wiser, you know. He'll uh father, why don't you go to your panels? I'll stay here in Hall H and watch the thing. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be just like that. Uh, what is this? Awesome. What is this I don't know why. Talk like a British butler. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is he raising he's fancy? Right? All right, he's he's my baby. He's gonna be fancy. He will be um, fancy. Guaranteed. So he's guaranteed. He started. He kind of started trying to like grab things, but not really. He's like moving his hands, which is the first step. And immediately, what I thought was, "Ooh, that's the beginning of him being able to hold a controller." Yeah. Awesome. So. Maybe yeah, yeah. You never oh, that stuff comes. The stuff comes younger and younger, dude. Like now that they got these touch screen phones, they dive in sooner. Then they want controllers. Then they want consoles. Then they want their own PC. Now I've got well, a house. I got a house with let's see, one, two, three, three or four PCs. I didn't buy them even. The kids got their own rigs. Built Nick built his. 
and they're playing Overwatch like every other night. They're playing Fortnite when they're not playing Overwatch. Like, if I wasn't doing this sort of cool stuff when I was Nick's age. They didn't have it. I had to go to my friend's house and use his <laughs> shitty in television. That thing was a nightmare. <laughs> anyway. Well, Wait. That, How old is Nick? Okay, never mind. Let's not go into he's that. He's 17. But I'm just saying, like, at 17, my dad was not letting me touch the Apple II because he thought I was going to wear out the 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 freaking pong knob thing that we had for it and he was like that'll break we're not gonna you can't mess with that it's gonna break like he was so picky about that then again we had arcade machines in the house that's a long story anyway we don't have to get into that but here's what i'm gonna say about blizzcon tickets if you want yours the first day of selling tickets will be may 9th 7 p.m pacific time so that's 9 p.m your time uh, garrett followed by a second batch at 10 a.m pacific time on may 12th they've split it into two like they always do tickets are $199 each plus taxes and fees. I don't think that's changed. I think that's the same as last year, right? Weren't they 200 I think it's the year? same, but I remember when it was 100 bucks in the beginning. Yeah. Back in my day, it was $100. <laughs> Back in Listen, 08. It was just Mike Morheim on a podium. <laughs> Basically, that's what it was. It's 10 years old, right, BlizzCon? It's more than 10 years old. Yeah. There, there are yeah. people... Uh, I don't even... Okay, enough back in my day shit for today uh, back in my day like 08 those heady days of 2008 although i guess that is a while no ago i now. was i was gonna say you know in 2006 with was the first blizzcon i yeah, think yeah. um th- there there are kids that are gonna go who are like in college today who were what like 10 years old when the first blizzcon happened yeah because it was 10 years That's, ago yeah, yeah. Well, more than well, 10 more yeah more it was, than uh, 12, 12 so years ago That's... they were like eight or seven what are they? I don't like it. I don't like it. Right. I don't I, like yeah, it I don't like it either. Yeah. I, I feel somehow like this is this is a reflection of my own mortality. Patrick, we were barely out of our 20s when we started hanging out on this show and you were sending in, uh, you know, segments and I was recording this thing for the first time and back in 2006. Like, I don't want to think about this anymore. <laughs> oh, no, oh, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna, because you know where I was? <laughs> high you know school. Where I, was? I was a freshman in college. Oh, all right. That's better than I went school. over to my buddy's house to play some World of Warcraft in the same room with him like a weirdo, and he comes to me and he goes, hey, have you heard of this thing called a podcast? As <laughs> if it was an infomercial for podcasts. And I said, no, what is this thing called a podcast? And he turns on a, this thing called The Instance, and I listen to two men Talk about the openings of the gates of Ankarash. Men. We were men, see? <laughs> Two older men. Yeah. Yes. Me and Andrew. Wow, that is a long time ago. Uh, yeah. But uh, today, or this year, we'll get to celebrate once again <laughs> our declining years as we all go to BlizzCon. By the way, you can only get four <laughs> per order, so they've locked that in again. You can't go crazy and eBay the hell out of these. or It can't eBay them at all, I guess, because it's all uh, account-based now. Anyway, you have until July 20th to edit the information on your tickets. The uh, benefit dinner, if you're into that sort of thing, will be Thursday, November 1st, and tickets for that are 750 I think that is more than it used to be. I'm not sure what it used to be, but I'm pretty sure that number's higher. Actually, I, th- I think that's what it was last year. Was it last, last year? Years. Okay. I yeah. thought it was higher. It is rather pricey. I, uh, I have talked to people who have went, though, and I've never heard anything other than it's incredible. And if you have the money, not only does it go to a good cause, but you yeah. should go. Seems like a cool thing to go to. Um, really it, how is it incredible it's just like rubbing elbows with like the exact well, yeah, like everyone you could ever kind of hope to talk to at blizzard like if you're a fan if you you know grew up with these games they, they're there and it's so much more casual and more accessible than 
being within the con itself when these when these mm. devs are running between stage to stage. Sure, I, I guess, but it would it would still feel a bit awkward. I feel like you go there and you're like, oh, I'm gonna talk to all the devs, and you're like, hey, Ian, I I I really like what you did with Legion, yeah. and like the I, the class I, I campaigns are cool. <laughs> I disagree. I think there's a certain amount of money that when you spend it, you no longer feel awkward. And I think $750 <laughs> is that amount of money. It's like, I spent this money. I am going to awkwardly accost you at the fondue table. Yeah, I mean, it's a chunk of change. You know, But I, I just hearing Patrick, does, I have this image of him going, uh, Mr. Hosacostas, I was wondering. Like that whole that thing that uh, the Terpster always does that voice of like the nerd at a con. <laughs> when are we going to get our so moose? Actually, yeah. actually um, last year, I was after like the first or second day. I was at a at a party with a few Blizzard friends, um, like in one of the hotel rooms, Fancy. and Jeez. Ian showed up. And I was like, I can't. I don't know if he's gonna remember me or not because we did a, a press tour together. Um, did it was and, it the one it on the train? Ago. Was it the train one in Germany that was so terrible? No, it wasn't. Okay. I think I think if it was on the train, he would remember. Oh. <laughs> but uh, no, it was a, a, a Gamescom, and he was uh, encounter lead encounter designer for Rage or something like that. It was a while ago, and um, and so we spend a little bit of time together. But it's not you know he sees a lot of people uh, on those trips, and he showed up among you know, many other Blizzard people. And I was like, looking at him, wondering if he would remember me. Clearly he didn't. And it felt incredibly awkward because I think he noticed me looking at him, thinking I was some kind of crazy fan. And he, I, I'm pretty sure, purposefully avoided being too close to me mm. to not have those um, awkward conversations, which I felt incredibly awkward and bad about. But, you know, because you're you French, you're French people. French people make that, us nervous here in America. I'm used to it. Yeah. I'm used to it. Uh, he, so Ian, yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. He uh, he almost was at Nerdtacular last year. That would have been really cool. He didn't make it in the end because he there were Legion things to do. But that would have been really nice. And then it would have been him I, and Greg on the same stage. And I always have it in my head that there's like a secret fight going on with Greg and all the old devs. I know that's not true. Greg <laughs> listens to the show still. So hey, Greg. Uh, we even heard him at the top of the thing, but. Uh, it was over at Riot now, but uh, I know this. none of this is true, but I just always want it in my head to have some kind of weird, like, Greg left and there's still bad blood. And, and there was never bad blood. I know this. I just want to, I have it in my head to have this little war, and I, I'm going to keep going in my own head, though. I'm not going to, there's no rumors. Nobody needs to assume anything. I just think it'd be cool. You know, a hundred devs enter, one and one leaves, Battle Royale style. <laughs> That's how I, I see I would it. like to say, Greg, if you're listening, uh, since you left, I, I have to say my paladin feels a lot less targeted. Oh, wow. Look at that. <laughs> Feeling the direct effects of Ghostcrawler leaving Blizzard. Man. I actually miss that man like crazy. Yeah, he's great. He was a great voice. Well, he still is. I mean, if you if you follow him on social media, he's always bringing up wow stuff just because, you know, people ask him all the time still. Um, dude left a mark, man, for sure. And... uh also, every time I play Age of Empires 2, I think of Greg because he was on that team as well. Uh, what else? Uh, okay, so that's that. Oh, Community Night is undergoing some changes for BlizzCon, and uh, we don't know what that is exactly, I don't think, but we know there's still a costume contest. But I don't know if you guys remember, last year and maybe even the year before, and maybe even for a while now, it seems like the community has been really hard on whoever's hosting that. Uh, they get somebody who's 
popular TV personality, comedian, whatever. They bring him out there. They don't necessarily, they've been briefed, but they don't necessarily follow every nook and cranny of what Blizzard does. And then you have this audience of thousands of people who do. And then they're expected to get up there. This guy last year from uh, the, the uh, Silicon Valley guy. Got up no, there. No, that was two years ago. Was last that two year was years? Hardwick. Oh, it was Hard... No. Yeah, Hard Hardwick uh, returned last year. Was it really Hardwick last year? Yeah. Oh, because uh, he got... Uh, you Silicon know Valley gentleman whose name is eluding me at the moment was uh, 2016. Okay, you're right. What I'm thinking of... The reason I forgot... Well, so anyway, long long story short, Hardwick does, Hardwick does better because I think he knows a little more on that stuff. But the uh, crowd... I mean, I have like a... a pretty raging man crush on Hardwick so he can do no wrong in my eyes sure uh, <laughs> sure and it's all coming out now everybody Garrett has a thing for oh no Chris this Hardwick. is well documented <laughs> there's a whole wiki somewhere that we can read um but it, they always give so much shit to these guys it's just kind of terrible and usually it's the ones who come in a little bit more naive to it like the Silicon Valley guy I think Jay Moore weathered it for a few years but he took a lot of heat and it's just things like Oh, what's this? A guy with a sword. And the audience can't stand the idea that they don't know that that's Varian Wren or whatever. And so I think they're changing all this stuff to be less of a pain on whoever's doing that hosting. And maybe it's Hardwick again and he doesn't care. I don't know. But they maybe are changing. Maybe they're going to hire people who know maybe. all of that Maybe. Stuff. I mean, at this point, it feels like they're there is enough people to choose from from within our own damn community yeah it'll be good some, enough at it at this point i mean it's probably some streamer somebody's gonna get picked or they're gonna do like uh patrick beja have you heard of that guy he's a wiener he'll be up oh there. yeah man i can't stand it when he gets up and oh, he says look at that guy with the sword it's the worst just, guy with the sword now, and everything you know the thing that is that they can't really afford me um <laughs> they've asked a few times uh -huh. and yeah apparently my fees are a little bit high i i i, I should say they're a little bit cheap Oh. That's why. Oh, is that what's going on? It, I, I heard it was your writer. Uh, it was uh, too many specific stinky cheeses that yeah. were required to be in your green room, and uh, <laughs> and they just uh, they weren't having it. Yeah. Not well, it. I'm I was disappointed that they wouldn't go the little small extra mile uh, <laughs> that I was very uh, reasonably demanding for my peers. <laughs> I see how it works. Uh, but anyway, who knows? I don't know who it'll be, but uh, we'll see. We'll find out later. We don't know who the band is. We don't know any of that other stuff, but that's BlizzCon as we know it so far happening in 2018. Get your butts out there and go for it. Also, by the way, so we ended up with uh, um, Hilton tickets because usually they're way expensive. And for some reason this early, they're not yet. So I don't know if that's true today, but I can tell you the last couple of days, if you got in there and snagged those, you're not paying those weird premiums that usually you associate with the Hilton Hotel. They're, they're not as high as they usually are. It's still pretty high. They're still it's expensive. Still, no, they're still over three hundred dollars a night. They're still expensive. No, we paid. Well, we're only getting a room. Uh, I don't think our kids are going this year. I think it's just Kim and I. And so I think they were under. Yeah, we didn't pay three hundred. We paid like two, two. Or something oh, like no that. Way. We were shocked, oh, shocked by that. So we were uh, like, "Oh yeah, lock it in." Was a, the day it was announced, it was like three hundred and twenty-five bucks for uh, a standard room. Maybe she did some magic. I don't know. She grouponed her way to life, or I don't know what happened there. But we got some deal, and it ended up being less than like surrounding hotels. So we we're like, "Yeah." Right, the last gonna... couple of years, they were over six hundred a night. Uh, yeah. The first time I went to go check. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. My my regular recommendation: do not enter the Hilton main floor men's room at any time 
uh, Friday or Saturday night after 10 and before 4 a.m. Don't go in there. <laughs> Don't go in there. It's the worst thing you'll ever witness in your life. But Scott, what if I hypothetically uh, didn't want to pay the beer prices and had beer in my handbag and uh, wanted to uh, go into the bathroom to remove it uh, privately and then... It depends on your it depends on your overall resistance to post traumatic stress disorder and your ability <laughs> to see true atrocities and not have them haunt you the rest of your life. If you can handle that sort of thing, psh, Bob's your uncle. Go for it. Wonderful. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Mobile auction house that got that thing got canceled. They're not going to do it anymore. And um, we had a fair amount of feedback about this. In fact, later we have an email specifically about this. But um, we got some additional light shed on why its demise. Um, I had I had thrown the theory out there last week or maybe the week before that the reason that they were ending the auction house support was or for mobile anyway was um, they were going to kind of fold in all their mobile services into one master app to rule them all. And I still think they're probably working on something like that because right now their their various desperate apps feel weirdly disconnected and I don't know why they have to be they should be a little more connected like that one battlenet app with all the social probably should have this other stuff in there as well um kind of steam style steam app works that way um most social apps do uh sony i know they they have a couple of playstation things that are a little bit weird so i don't know why they don't combine those but anyway that was my theory that i was floating I'm not so sure anymore. This is what they said on the on the uh, forum. Somebody had posted this. The most logical explanation is the costs uh, is that it costs to keep it updated are not worth the relatively small number of people who use it. And the reply from the Blizzard Blue was basically this: the web mobile auction has a lot more issues with keeping it up uh, than it is sorry than it is really worth for the small amount of players that actually use it. Trying to tackle and fix those issues for transparency, the majority were just exploits. Just takes devs time away from working on new content. While it may change in the future, we currently at this time are not planning on bringing this back. So, just not enough people using it. Uh, I used it once and then never used it again. Patrick, you played the auction house like a freaking, I don't know, you were like uh, Michael Douglas in, in Wall Street. You were just like, yeah, I'm going in and look, we're up to the Dow Jones is up today. And you were freaking out all the time about your auction house. What, I was, what I'm a little bit more current. I, I was more like... A million gold isn't cool. Mm. You know what's cool? <laughs> Two million yeah. gold. Yeah, and then that wasn't cool. A million is not. No, yeah, I, I use it on a on a regular basis, but it's never been the big issue is that the auction house is very difficult to use if you don't have um add-ons. If you're serious about the auction house, you're probably going to be using doing heavy use of add-ons. Um, you can go to the, and I'm sure people, some people do, you go to the mobile one or the, the web one. Um, but the, all the serious auctioning is going to be done on within the client. So I did use it a little bit here and there, but it was never, like I, I'm not personally incredibly sorry to see it go. I'm not using the auction. I'm not auctioning a lot these days, but even when I was, I don't think I would have been like it would have been a tragedy to see it go. Yeah, Garrett. You know, I mean, we talked about it a bunch last week, but it's no skin yeah, off your nose, right? You I've just care. never used it, so it doesn't personally affect me. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, I, I have some friends who were pretty miffed that this is going away, and yeah. I, I feel for them. But this was never, uh, never a thing that was going to really personally affect my gameplay. Maybe um, I will say that this, this is this the first time they've ever. Um, 
admitted that, hey, this one thing takes dev time away from the other. Because I feel like usually it's the opposite of that when everyone on Reddit's complaining like, oh, you put this thing into the game that I don't want when you should have been spending the dev time on this, that, and the other. Yeah. And Blizzard always gets in there and the reply is, listen, we're very segmented. This team wouldn't even be involved with that particular feature that you're requesting. So it doesn't work that way. Yeah. I'm just saying, maybe be careful what you admit to. Yeah. No, no kidding. I mean... I mean, what that tells me is if something's um, if something goes to Blizzard's bottom line and serves the games they make, they're more than happy to split dev attention across those, and therefore make some late and some not. You know, you know what I mean. Like, kind of bog down perhaps the timing of things. But when something's not adding to their bottom line, like the mobile auction house, they're perfectly willing to admit that they don't want to. We don't want to split the attention of these devs. We'd rather have them working on new content. What they're really saying is we'd rather have them splitting their attention on things that are actually making us money. And that's fine. That's what they should do. It's the business, man. Welcome to the business. I really think that very, very few people were using the mobile auction house, though. Yeah. I don't, you know, they're spending dev time on things that are not necessarily making them money, but just because, you know, they have a reputation to uphold and stuff like that. Like Diablo. Yes, they're not developing huge things, but they still have a team of devs doing stuff. They have StarCraft 2, which is an esport, so maybe it's a little bit different, but still, you know, they have teams doing all those things. I think the auction house is a case where, of course, you're always going to have some people find some people that are unhappy about it because it was useful to them, but I really don't think in this case it's significant in any way. Yeah, I think I agree. So there's that. Don't no more toilet time auction house, everybody. Sorry, you gotta find something else to do with your phone. Play Fortnite and get your ass handed to you. How about that? Uh, hey, is WoW the biggest selling entertainment product of all time? Hmm, there was a big argument this week. I couldn't help but bring this up today. Not a lot of in game news going on that we haven't already covered, so some of this stuff's on the outside. But uh, Market Watch claimed that Grand Theft Auto 5 was the biggest selling entertainment product of all time movies, games, TV. You name it, entertainment product of all time, best selling, they said was GTA V. And that surpassed things like Avatar, Star Wars, all your big pop culture things. However, this information is incorrect, as there is a PC only game that has generated almost double that amount, and that is no other than World of Warcraft. Market Watch stated GTA has earned more than $6 billion so far. On the other hand, Blizzard announced last year that World of Warcraft generated about $10 billion. And that was last year, so it doesn't count anything they'd done uh, for 2017. Or maybe it means this year so far. Anyway, there's nothing uh, more to add, really, than, yeah, World of Warcraft. You're the I true mean, leader here. I, th I think it's arguable because World of Warcraft is really, like, what, six titles now? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, each expansion, yeah, it's an expansion, but it's really a new game, kind of, almost. Whereas GTA V, also, it it sold on multiple consoles and people bought it on, on, you know, probably many different um, versions of it, but it's still one game. So I think there could be some debate there because if you go into world of Warcraft, then you can start talking about franchises and arguably you could compare it to other things as well. Sure. Well, I mean, within the, uh, the article linked here, they, there's now an update saying that. Oh yeah. Uh, look, an update. Hold Space on. invaders. And Street Fighter 2, uh, I believe, adjusted for inflation, yeah. are actually higher than WoW. Yep. Ah. Sorry, that's the update music. Yes, uh, <laughs> it appears Space Invaders 
is now the best-selling entertainment product. Uh, this game relies on arcade sales. It's still considered an entertainment product as such. Space Invaders has earned more than GTA V or World of Warcraft. Space Invaders generated $13.93 billion, followed by Pac-Man at $12.8, Street Fighter by at $10.6. So technically, if you don't count anything from this year, World of Warcraft is your, was that one, two, three, fourth highest grossing dealio ever. That has to be you adjusted know, for inflation. It has to be. How could it not There's be? No way. How much Space Invaders shit still, are we buying in 2018? None. No one's buying anything Space Invaders related. There's no you know, way. You know what's really funny? What? It it shows you how much of an incredible racket. Well, not racket, but moneymaker those arcade games were. And I hear, I always say this, but I hear people complaining about, uh, uh, you know, business practices nowadays. And I mean, those games were designed to make you die after like two to five minutes so that you would put another quarter in. So I don't know. It's it's just the, the extent to which uh, this uh, made uh, Space Invaders the biggest entertainment product in the world is... It just makes me laugh. Yeah, I, I believe my buddy and I spent uh, about $15 each beating House of the Dead 2 at our local bowling alley when we were kids. Well, then, we may have just sucked. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> you guys. Break, breaking news. House of the Dead 2, highest grossing. Just kidding. <laughs> it's not true. Arcade cabinet on that day in our local bowling alley in Venice, Florida. That's fantastic. <laughs> that game was great, dude. I got no problem with what you were spending money on. I did that with Marble Madness. Put a lot of money into Marble Madness for some reason. Oh, I used to play Gauntlet. Yeah, Gauntlet was we, good. We would go to the to the thing with all our friends and ha- had our well, it would be quarters for you guys, like on the table thing, and we kept putting them into the machine because we kept dying, obviously because Gauntlet was crazy. Mm-hmm. Ah, those were the those days. were great. again with some back in my day stuff. Yeah, Gauntlet, so, dude. The, the, the uh, your Valkyrie needs food badly. They'd say. And it was always true. (laughs) Um, Final little note about Warcraft-related things. Warcraft 3 finally got widescreen support for some reason. Uh, Probably because people have been demanding it. And also, I have a feeling that Warcraft 3 is probably going to get remastered treatment uh, at some point in the way that StarCraft 2 did and other Blizzard products seem to be rumored as to be getting. Anyway, Warcraft 3 is no longer locked at 4.3. You can now do 16.9. This is part of patch 1.29, pretty big update. Uh, game's almost 16 years old, you guys, so still getting gameplay balances, widescreen support, and that may not sound like a huge deal to people, but uh, if they you know, they want to kind of revive interest in the Warcraft RTS world, then perhaps this is one way to do it. Um, but yeah, Patrick no longer locked in at 4.3. <laughs> I can't imagine they're not going to do a remaster very soon. Um I mean, it's been rumored. They had this event a couple of months back where yep. they invited a bunch of Warcraft 3 uh, streamers and, and uh, influencers. I, are there War, Warcraft 3 <laughs> influencers or streamers? I don't know Maybe if they... I mean, I know some people players. would be considered that, but they all seem to move on to StarCraft, or now they're doing... Yeah. The, well, but the, I mean, the, the big it's, one... It's very, who? The big one is Grubby, and he's a hero streamer now. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. all heroes all the time now, that guy. He's great. Um, Love him. So that was probably to test out the remastered version, right? That's what yeah. we're guessing. And uh, yeah, but it's cool. Yeah, it is cool. And I have no problem with this. I mean, Gary, you have roots in the RTS world. 
does this i mean do you have any interest in rediscovering warcraft 3 or or would you rather uh, let... for me this is the game that started my blizzard obsession so yes oh that's interesting so. okay because i figured it was starcraft for you but but, no, uh, um, the first time I played StarCraft was on the N64, and it kept me off RTSs for almost a decade because it was so terrible. <laughs> it was a bad version. It well, was not a, decade, a good yeah. version. I mean, it, they it tried. Was, it was they, shite. They it did their best. I, I didn't start playing Brood War until, um, until like, middle of college. So it was, like, 07 for yeah. me because yeah. I finally had my own, like, gaming PC, and my roommates were playing a lot of Brood War. So I was like, oh, let me – I had already – played a ton of warcraft 3 at that point sure so i was like oh okay let me let me get back in and try this out and then you know like everyone else just started massing car- carriers and moving them across the map sure i what's funny is i played the hell out of warcraft 3 and i'll tell you this i was the worst person that could have ever predicted anything because my least favorite feature of warcraft 3 was hero units uh taking them out and getting xp from from minions out like in little patches oh here are three murlocs i gotta kill them and get some gold and build my dude up while while my rts stuff was happening back at camp i'm out playing this weird rpg hybrid thing and i didn't like that i found it really annoying it's literally the basis for one of the biggest most important new genres to ever happen that being mobas um it's funny hearing that and uh calling it a new genre well yeah now it's not a new genre anymore <laughs> But at the time, you know, no such thing. It was a it was a mod. Dota was a mod for Warcraft three, and it came out of it came out of those mechanics that I hated so much. Then, I would have been the last person on this planet that you should have come to and said, "Hey, what do you think about expanding on this idea of single hero units in an RTS and a bunch of towers and stuff?" I would have said, "F off, eat some dirt, pound sand." Uh, yeah, it's funny Ow. for me because I, I didn't know any better at the time. Like, I played a little Command and & Conquer and a little StarCraft on N64 because I didn't have a computer that could run them, and it was terrible. Yeah. So I never went back. And then eventually, uh, senior year of college, actually, would have been when War- War- WoW was coming out, I picked up WarCraft 3 mm. and uh, just fell in love. I didn't know you could tell a story like that in an RTS. Yeah, it really no, grabbed me. It's one of the best things ever made. It really is. That story was incredible. I mean, you know, it's the basis for everything we love about WoW. So it's the story they should have told with the movie, and it probably would have done a lot better. Mm, interesting. Look at you throwing a little shade on 2016's mega hit in Warcraft. Listen, the Warcraft film is like starting with the prequels. It was a <laughs> poor decision. I agree. I agree. I think the the poor decision was Blizzard didn't just do an in-house deal with like netflix pictures or amazon or somebody and just make some well, I, mean, thing on their own. <laughs> I don't think their cinematic team is big enough it would have taken like 30 years to make a feature like maybe but i would even i'd take a 15 minute short film i'd take anything from them like you know like just uh, do it now with the you got all your new tools for your work for whipping out uh, overwatch stuff blizzard just make us some rad short shit you know rad <laughs> short shit <laughs> I think we have the episode title. Well, I know I bet Patrick's right. They are making those. I, I get that. They're making these shorts and stuff. But I mean, like, imagine a series, man. Just like a 20-minute per episode, 12-episode run of the Overwatch. Uh, what's the thing they're running right now? What's the name of it? Um, the Retribution. retribution? Give us a Retribution story arc that's like 12 episodes you know, long. I I really want that. Um I'm not sure how good they would be at serialized storytelling. Mm. Well, I, we don't know, they're right? Because awesome I've never done it. For little snippets and little, you know, short things. Um, serialized, I, I would want to see it, but 
it's a it's a you know it's a it's a job it's an actual thing that you have to learn how to do it's not just oh i can make i can write quests and so i can do that i i don't know they just hire somebody it's, you know they got money coming out of their buttholes they can it, it feels like a <laughs> there's a void uh with with Mets and gone of story yeah despite the um, fact that they've got christy golden in there and they've got you know a re why, why do you feel that way I feel the um, same way because what it, what they <laughs> Overwatch really Overwatch has done nothing to tell a story, and what it has done has been, uh, I think, like quarter measures. I wouldn't even go as far to say a half measure in terms of uh, building Overwatch's world. Um, even to, I'm I'm still miffed about the cancel comic for one. Uh, I mean, we get a little bit of comics here and there on the computer, but I want something I can actually dig into. I want to spend time in that world, mm-hmm. um, but the focus is it seems purely on esports. Yeah. Listen, Garrett, you abandoned <laughs> Overwatch. Okay, so you don't you don't get to complain about it now. That I did get to because you know why I abandoned it because I wasn't getting what I wanted from. It. Oh my <laughs> snap! Well, I mean, that's look. not what you what you told us. You told us you didn't enjoy the game, playing the game. So don't try well, to when, when there's when there's nothing else to glean from it than the esports. If I'm not enjoying the competitive side of it, what else is there? I listen, hundred percent, kind of with both of you. I think the game rocks on its own. The game is really good and is awesome on its own, and I love it, and I'll just keep playing it. However, I would kill for some peripheral stuff. I would kill I, I for... I still a... think there... So, first of all, in the uh, retribution thing, I think there's a lot of storytelling. Uh, ultimately, it's it's an event that has a lot of it, and including a short, uh, you know, little CG in-game thing. Yeah. But I'm still holding out hope for a, a more substantial storytelling related stuff thing for for overwatch i hope oh, that so they you agree canceled... you just wanted to talk smack <laughs> yes Good. now the truth exactly. comes out thank yes. you patrick i mean Pat, thank you you're blizzard, see, me to be right when, when blizzard gets <laughs> super into story and it's not just a quick cinematic or an opener or something which is always just like big shots and cool moments they do it with either that podcast series of storytelling or they do it with animatics which they've said they're going to do for <sighs> For, for uh, Battle for Azeroth, yeah, which I love that right. stuff. They're great, but but I would like... I mean, they're telling story there. So give me that in like a big, meaty, freaking full-blown CGI, you know, cinematic level quality thing would be so great. Now, in the boardroom, that may not sound like a profit point for them, and it probably isn't. It's probably a huge bunch of cost for for very little payoff, and Atomatics are a... That's a way better production pipeline. So I get that. Um, there's a reason why not everything... You know, we only ever got one Hearthstone fully rendered cinematic style thing because they needed one thing to say, this is the game, get excited, here you go, mouse, girl, ogre, let's go, right? And then the rest of it has all been these cool animatics. And why? Well, because that's sensible from all sorts of reasons, especially financial reasons. So I know why they don't do it. I'm just saying I want it. That's all I'm saying. More, yeah. Uh, to me, this for for me personally, like the the where this is coming from is the the PAX panel for Heroes of the Storm when at the very end, in a very awkward fashion, they're like, "Hey guys, lore is going to be important now." Yeah. There's, there's a comic coming, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're going down the same not that exciting road as as Overwatch." Yeah, <laughs> like that bummed me story. out a little bit. I said this on Core. I was bummed about that. I feel like I feel like there's an opportunity there, especially with Deckard Kane coming in. He could be your point of lore. He could be your dude that unwraps and unfolds all of yeah. 
what's happening in the Nexus. Yeah, Kyle brought up a good point with that, which was, hey, like that's a PAX panel. It's more for the people in the room. It doesn't translate as well to a live stream. And I, I think he's kind of right. He talked me off a bit of a ledge with that. Yeah. Um, that's what he but, does. Yeah. For, for, as, as as far as the, well, I mean, it's also hard. I guess I kind of want to like let me know, folks, write in on Twitter because. It's like the only game of theirs that's really consistently telling a story, and I think telling it well is still World of Warcraft, and it has just gotten better the way that they tell their narrative in that MMO. Um, and then Diablo and StarCraft, there's just nothing new there, so I wouldn't expect a new story there, I guess. Yeah, great stories there, but we're not getting a ton of new stuff. Although, I guess the yeah. StarCraft commander missions are pretty, you know, they're, they're lore-ish, but... Um... I think Overwatch still does an okay job at it. Well, Overwatch does an incredible job at it in Flashes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like it's what they do tell with very little is amazing. It's one of the things I think Overwatch is incredible at. It's like you look at Soldier 76 and you go, and you hear his voice once and you go, I know everything I need to know about that guy. And I love that tone and I love where he's from. And boy, what a complicated dude. And then you see somebody else like, I don't know, Moira come in and you go, yep, maniacal, science focused, maybe lost her way ethically. I mean, you get all that. You get it all by just looking at them and that's an incredible feat and then they add these the shorts know, and they do that too but it, it's know. not just that even in game like even if you watch the uh if you play the retribution mission multiple times and it's the same in every map you get the interactions between the different characters that tell you a lot about who they are and what they do and how they feel about one another and all of that uh, granted it's not you know i still want that netflix series sure. but <laughs> i still I, you know i think they do a pretty good job on uh which note i unfortunately have to go take care of my baby so i'm sorry <laughs> i like I that you tried to make avoided... it a, i love how you made it sound like it was connected like on that <laughs> note uh i want this netflix series on that note my baby has a full diaper <laughs> i love it i have to go pretend to be uh, an acceptably reasonable father i like it uh that makes me proud of you as a man and also sad for you as a man either way it's a good thing uh patrick have a fantastic time not patrick on twitter Love and uh, we'll see you soon see you buddy all right <laughs> now my screens are all jacked that's okay it's oh all, yay it's all good happens to me all the time i'm gonna i'm gonna just fix that and uh, we're gonna go on as if nothing uh see there's garrett he looks great oh let's get rid of this patrick one because that's a bad idea all right there you go. Good enough. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, that's perfect timing because I get to talk to you guys about our friends at Simple Contacts. Yeah, that's right. This episode of The Instance is brought to you by Simple Contacts. I wear contact lenses here and there. It's usually for outdoor stuff, but, you know, I need them. i got glasses otherwise, but it's always good to have a pair of contacts handy and always find myself dreading that annual appointment to renew that prescription. It drives me crazy. That's why I was so excited to try Simple Contacts. Great new app. Makes the time-consuming prescription renewal process very, well, simple. Simple Contacts lets you renew your prescription and reorder your brand of lenses from anywhere in minutes. Simple Contacts brings the doctor's office to your home. The vision test is designed by doctors, and every test is carefully reviewed by a doctor. I took this test on the website. It was freaking easy. I used a webcam. It was insane. Simple Contacts offers an amazing selection with every brand of lenses, and their prices are hard to beat. iExam is just 20 bucks, and they offer free shipping. Uh, you know, please note this, the simple contacts vision test isn't really a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam, but, uh, getting your contacts renewed, boy, this couldn't be easier. And, uh, I love them. I've really enjoyed them. They've been great. I, I have a particular brand that I like and, uh, they carry it. In fact, they carry every brand I think exists. 
That's the best part. You don't have to settle for some brand you don't like or whatever just to trade it for the convenience. You get the convenience and the brand you want. And they've been very easy to use and very easy to renew. So here's what I want you to do. To save $30 off your first pair, or sorry, your first Simple Contacts order, not even pair, your whole order, go to simplecontacts.com slash wow and enter the promo code wow at checkout. That's $30 off your first Simple Contacts order when you go to simplecontacts.com slash W-O-W and then you got to enter that promo code wow. Again, W-O-W. Right there at checkout. Do it today. Now it's time to talk about stuff around Blizzard. Well, that music's appropriate this week, I'll tell you. Uh, Witchwood is out for Hearthstone. The entire expansion now at your fingertips if you'll but buy some packs or earn them and unlock them slowly over a thousand years. Uh, I bought the big uh, the bundle, the twenty pack or the twenty extra packs, seventy packs total for the better price thing, which was the only way you could pre-order it before. I did that. And then I'm, I don't know what I'm, if I'm happy or sad to report that I've yet to open them. Uh, it wait, seems, wait, what? I know. They're all right there. What? I know. I could, you know what I should have done? I should have had it happening in the background during this episode. Just open them as we've been talking because I haven't <laughs> touched them. I'm going to do it today. I've just been busy. It's just been fun. Stuff going on. Um, but anyway, I know that you guys have had uh, all sorts of pack openings and a very long tack and. Some other stuff. Um, we did four four hours of Anger Chicken, and then I we stream I streamed for almost four hours yesterday with yeah. uh, with Jocelyn Dills. I have a feeling that you guys are really into Hearthstone. That's the feeling I get. Oh, but maybe maybe just a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, any any thoughts in, in in retrospect with that? How do you feel about oh, the overall uh, launch and the the, the cards you're getting and the decks you're playing and all that? Um, uh, <laughs> you will hear nothing from me in terms of. Uh, I think I don't think anything I can tell you would be helpful. Mm. Uh, it, things seem very in flux. Uh, uh, and last evening uh, was into the Nexus night for me, so I didn't get to play as much as I would have liked to. So I don't really know what's good. I will say it seems like Shutterwalk is busted. Mm. <laughs> Maybe needs to be adjusted if in no other for no other reason than animations can go uh, up to four minutes in certain, certain cases oh where you just gosh, a watch the battle cries happen over and over again and that seems unintended. Wow. Okay. But also knowing how it works kind of perplexes me in that it's a surprise because I mean the card just repeats all the battle cries and you can have a lot of battle cries go off over the course of the game. Yeah, that, t- that was a much talked about card uh, when they first showed it. So, yeah, um, yeah was, but, other, but other than that, I mean, the game feels so different. It feels like a completely new game. The odd and even decks actually seem to have a little traction. Like, there seems to be something there that could could possibly work mm-hmm. um, on, on both sides of it. I've, I've, I've tried both odd and even paladin. Both actually kind of function. I didn't expect that to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just seems so odd when you're building those decks because there are key cards in every class that once you can only do odds or even you're like oh wait i can't include this staple of the class for the entire lifetime of this game right right well uh i guess it's gonna i mean like it always does with these expansions what's what's the typical expectation on time for things to kind of suss out the meta to, to settle some i mean some uh, i i would say within a week we'll have a, a handle at least on on what is considered uh pretty top tier decks and within two weeks it should be pretty good yeah um, but that's kind of what's fun about Hearthstone. Is I, I really do feel like within the first two weeks, 
of an expansion, it starts to pretty much level out, but then something always pops up. Like every couple of weeks, a new archetype will pop up or a new deck. Uh, we'll figure it out. And that's just kind of the nature of the beast. Once yeah. something rises to the top, everyone then starts uh, trying to craft ways to counter it. Did you get the cards you wanted? Did you feel like anything? I had exceptionally awful luck in my pack openings. Uh, that's um, what I was going to ask, because I know that's uh, that's usually me. So I'm happy to hear a, a pro like you is having trouble uh, getting all the cards they want. <laughs> Do not call me a pro. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I've heard from a lot of folks who have had really good pack opening luck, so I don't think there's anything out of the norm going on. Um, I So the, the, the pity timer is 40 packs. If you haven't opened a legendary within 40 packs, you're guaranteed to get one. Yeah. If you pre-ordered, you're going to get one within your first 10. Uh, so taking that all into account, like the, the average is actually closer to 1 in 20, like 1 legendary in 20 packs. Yeah. I opened 250 packs, uh, Scott. Jeez. Uh, so uh, thank you. If you donated to my stream yesterday, thank you very much. Because this is definitely the most packs I've ever opened at the start of an expansion. That's and a I cannot lot, thank dude. Up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah. Let me let that sink in for a second. I don't want to think about what that costs. That's a lot of money. Uh, about $150. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, wait. Not including the pre-order. Okay. So about $200. All right. Sure. <laughs> about 200 bucks. Sure. Um, why not? Man. Yeah, so I had 115 through the pre-order and uh, the the daily quest that gave you packs and my gold. That's what I started off with with before anyone started being like, no, open more. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I got out of that, not including the free legendary when you log in and not not including the one legendary I've crashed with so far, which is Baku. I got 11 legendaries, and that's uh, like a, a one in every like 23 packs, 22 packs on average. And so if one in 20 is average, I did. Just slightly worse than average across wow. 250 packs. Uh, how'd your co-host do? Any different? Um, both Jocelyn and Dills uh, opened double legendaries uh, in a pack. Uh, Dills and I both got golden legendary Camellios, which is probably the coolest legendary in this entire set. So I'm very happy about that. Yeah, that's good. And uh, um, your your time in the ladder proving to be like I mean, problematic. Problematic. Interesting. <laughs> Right. You have no idea what's going on. I mean, are, um, are people just, I don't know, killing it? Like, I, I, Again, I've, I've only played about seven ladder games. A lot of yesterday was spent opening packs and building decks. Um, mm -hmm. But I ended up in two mirror matches, oddly enough, with Odd Hunter. <laughs> oh, so I ended wow. up playing, in, in just a few games, I ended up playing other Odd Hunters who had very similar decks. So Odd Hunter seems to be quite popular. Because it turns, it, it makes your hero power do three. So if you're doing three damage every turn, you just win eventually if they don't have healing. Um, but I also ran into a lot of warlocks. Like war, uh, warlock didn't lose a lot. War, warlock now is pretty much the same as it was before uh, the new standard year, hmm. and that's that's unusual, that's right? Strange. Doesn't everybody get all upset? Every class usually has to kind of rethink the way they live and breathe. Listen, I mean, if there, I, I, overall, I could not be happier with this. Like, it does feel like a completely new game. If there is one thing I'm salty about, it's the fact that Void Lord or, or the ways to cheat out Void Lords and also Doom Guards and cube them and do too much damage in a single turn has not been addressed yeah. at all. Yeah. You can still do all of that. You can basically play the same Warlock deck. They lost a few cards, but not the key cards. Yeah. Also, um, this is total side note, but I know you appreciate stuff from a graphic design artistic perspective the way I do. Uh, the the card popping opening this particular pack 
uh, design is super rad and very satisfying. Wait, to open. wait until you. So, so when you open packs, Scott, you haven't opened packs yet. No. How do you typically do it? Because I feel like most people they open it and they hover all over all of them mm-hmm. to see if they've got any glows, and then they open the non. They turn over the non glowing cards first, and then move their way to the glowing. That's cards. usually that what I do. do. Yes, usually. Okay. All right, here's a fun thing about the card pack opening animation. It is beautiful. Yeah. There's a ton of blue smoke at the end of it. So you can't <laughs> see your rares until the smoke is fully dissipated. <laughs> All right. Well. So my pack my pack opening went a lot slower than usual. Well, I, it plus like, 250, did you say? Is that how many? Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot, dude. It is a lot of packs. I, uh... I'm super. I wasn't impressed. expecting uh, my my viewers to be that kind. I really can't thank them enough. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, I'll be opening mine later today, probably on stream, and it'll be great because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So come on by and watch me do that dumb stuff. It'll be great. Uh, in Heroes of the Storm, Devs put out a big post addressing just about every single Reddit post ever uh, that's currently voted up on Reddit or on the Heroes Reddit page. Seemed like a new level of transparency coming out of this. Seems like that's what they're aiming for. Uh, also, Decker Kane likely to hit PTR next week, but I would encourage people to go read that post. It's an it's an interesting, almost point for point, point for point addressing of issues people still have with whether it be matchmaking, uh, uh, frequency of patches, um, character balance, this kind of stuff. If you're into that sort of thing, go check that out. Also, we covered it in huge detail on Core. I'm sure Into the Nexus uh, did similar. Plenty of information out there about what's going on with that. I would ask yeah. you, though, do you think that, I mean, how do you feel about that post in terms of, like, just sort of raw, um, like, do you buy it? Do you buy that they they want to move to a more transparent sort of let us know as they go kind of, uh, you know, communication level, more more of a Jeff Kaplan facing, front-facing thing with the community, or, or do you not buy it? Uh, I, I, time will tell. Yeah, uh, is is my answer. I think they need to. I think the way that games are developed nowadays, it doesn't really leave much room for any other direction, yeah. uh, even within their own company. As you mentioned, Jeff Kaplan. I mean, Overwatch does a phenomenal job with it, and I think for a while, Heroes was doing a great job of it. Uh, but it's been it's been pretty on and off. I think, in my opinion, ever since Browder left. Yeah, yeah. When Browder was there. It was really good. But you didn't see a lot of, I don't know, a lot of guests, like like at least from the podcast side of things, it feels like when Brother was there, we weren't getting dev interviews or stuff like that. After Brother left, we did, but the in-between talks seemed to ebb and flow. Like 2.0, like a year ago, around this time, 2.0 released, yeah. and they were on fire. Yeah. Like they were really good about talking to us about what they're what they're dealing with. We had to deal with Hanamura, if you remember. Oh, yeah. Everyone was not happy with that battleground, and, and they took action very quickly. Um, still, that thing's still in the back garage getting worked on. Who knows what they're doing to that damn thing? Yeah, supposedly it should be coming back pretty soon. I think they've, I think, I want to say they announced that. Did they say one payload? Oh. You're going to have to fight over it. Oh, yeah, I did hear. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. It seems like it just feels like it's been forever, like the longest time on reworking that thing. But maybe it's about the same as they did for the grave, for the gravekeeper yeah. guy thing. What's it called? Yeah. Mines uh, on, of uh, whatever. Yeah, on Haunted the flip mines. side, I mean, a lot of the complaints on, uh, on, on the subreddit that led to this post. Um, I mean, one of the common threads between all of the uh, complaints were basically Phoenix, like, and how long it's taken them to balance him. And I'm just like, guys, it's been two weeks. Here's a patch. This is how long it usually takes. I don't know why everyone's so angry. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll gladly wait. It's just funny because I have that. They, um, You got one of these, too, but we got these cool uh, Hanamura prints, like kind of landscape prints of, of uh, art of the 
of the Hanuman. Yeah, oh, yeah, we got a we got a, a, loot, a loot chest. Yeah, and the and this print. What was cool about it is they're numbered and they're signed by the artist. And yeah, they're yeah. I still have mine over there on the wall as well. And that print is so cool. And I was so excited about it when I got it. My wife secretly went off, snuck out, and got it framed, and uh, really nicely framed and matted and everything. And I have it over there hanging up, but. Every time I look at it, I just feel a little sad because the map's not even in the damn game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's this weird, sad stepchild thing that happened after the hype cooled down and just kind of bums me out. But anyway, the point is, they'll, they'll work that out. I like the idea of more transparency. You're right, it is weird. When when Browder left, it became less top-down communicative, but we got way better community communication. Like, the community team ramped up, and they've been awesome. Like, I love working with those guys now. Um, but it kind of slowed down from the top. So hopefully from the top, uh, we'll get more more from Debiri, more from the lead devs. And Oh, yeah. I, I, I do not have enough nice things to say about Heroes community team. They're the best. Freaking Lashes alone. I Here, let me tip my water cup to her. My Spider-Man Homecoming 7-7-2017 cup. This is for you, Lashes. She used to be an Instance fan, so we kind of have that going. Yeah, yeah, they 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 treat us real well over there. Why does it feel like everybody I, everybody I know, listened to the instance in 2006, and I thought nobody was listening to us then. But everybody I talk to now, Garrett comes in here. Oh yeah, I was in college, and Patrick's like, oh, I found it on that. Like it's it's weird to me. I don't know why I'm I was, bringing this uh, up. It was just weird to me. I was sitting there drawing naked people in art school, <laughs> uh, with you and Andrew in my head. Yeah, well, that's good. Because yep. that would keep you from getting too excited about the naked people. Right. I was rendering. I was rendering a wiener. Mm. Into the instance. Well, all right. I used to have a great naked line. Is this it? Naked. No, that's not it. Hold Ooh, on. That's, that's a it. ridiculous figure. No. But he's yeah. definitely naked. No. He's definitely naked. Yeah. Well, he's definitely naked. No. <laughs> I can't find the one. I have one that says we see naked people, and I was gonna apply it to you, but anyway. I'll take. The, I'll take the Brian's talking about. Hey, people being definitely here. Uh, real t- tiny little art comment at the end of this. Um, life drawing classes, drawing naked people, easily the most influential art class I ever took. Like, changed my entire career art wise. I'm curious if you felt the same or if you thought that was just another blip along the way. I mean, I know uh, you were more in landscape class, like life, life drawing, whatever it was, because we had to do it basically every day. Yeah. And and it w- I don't think it was so much the the subject matter it was just doing the same thing over and over to the point where it it really taught you just to keep doing the same thing over and over to get better at it yeah, yeah. um and to at a, at a certain it's funny because on angry chicken when everyone asks how do i hit legend like the, the 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 advice that dills gave after the first time he hit legend and the advice that he still gives is just play games get your head out of win loss just play 15 games a day and as long as you do that, you will get there. And I, I feel you could apply that to any craft, really. Yeah. Um, if you just do it every day, if you take your mind out of your own self-judgment, self-critique, you're going to improve. Yeah, for sure. I got more out of that class than any other art class of any kind I ever took. And I still rely on principles I learned then, today. I, I miss it. It was I, I always scheduled it in the morning. It would be the first thing I would do. I'd show up to campus, get in and, and start, you know, doing either life drawing or get out the landscape class. And it was just it was I wish I could start my day that way. I know, dude. It's a great way to do it. So I started drawing in the morning here recently. In fact, uh, so I still so chat room. You guys can see this. It's just a picture of Deckard Kane I drew. Oh, shoot. It's not showing up the way I want it to. 
Well, if we're just gonna like be art nerds for a minute, uh, that de- that Decker Kane uh, drawing you did, Scott, that has got to be my favorite work of yours in a whoa, very long time. Whoa, look at that! That's 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 very nice for you to say that. That's high praise. I'm very proud of it, and I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna make a better version of it for the chat here, so you guys can see this. But the point is, the reason I'm showing you this is life drawing taught me how to draw faces and 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 like especially old people like like hard edge noses and deep cheekbones and like none I didn't have any of those like core skill sets that I could build on even in the in my more stylized sort of cartoon style that I prefer mm-hmm. I didn't have any of that until life drawing like straight you up learn the rules so you can uh, so you can break them yeah that's a great way to put it learn the rules and then break the rules we're not talking about the law everybody okay don't go find out all about cocaine laws and then go buy some <laughs> cocaine. We're not saying that. Well, hypothetically, it'd probably make you better at crime. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, that's a, that was a fun little uh, detour. And now, how about this? Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> Right, it is the town crier, and we are going to read an email from a listener named Bovine. Uh, he, or I'm sorry, he's a Bovine Arch Druid. That means he's a uh, freaking Druid, or a Torin. I screwed that up. His real name is Niuli. Niuli? Something like that. He sent us an email at theinstance@gmail.com, like people do. You are encouraged to do it as well. We'll read him right here on the show, and he says this. Greetings. I'm bummed over the loss of the auction house functionality from the WoW Armory app on my phone. Bathrooms will be so boring. Plus, the interface on the phone is way better than in-game and even the add-ons that are available. I have an idea for the fine folks at Blizzard to keep going with it. uh, Sorry, keep it going without it being a loss leader and not having such a sad group of auction junkies. Uh, I mean, how big is that group is the problem. Anyway, idea. Here's his idea. In order uh, for users to access the in-game auction functionality on the app, They are charged 99 cents a month, or if desired, users may use a WoW token for one year's worth of access. In addition, give those who sign up a title like something like Tycoon of Azeroth or Master of the Auction Administrator or something like that. He also likes Coroner of the Market. Corner, no, Corner of the Market. I actually kind of hate that one, so don't use that one. Anyway, uh, I would uh, cheerfully pay. Your thoughts? Okay, so that's an interesting take. Uh, Why not charge us if... If you're if you're worried about it being a loss leader, and and my answer to that is maybe the number's so much lower than we think that even that wouldn't be enough. Was, that is exactly what I w- was going to say. Is that what if there's even once you start charging, just not enough people to keep it going? Yeah, which sucks. Uh, I agree with you, Nayuli. It'd be great if it just hung around, um, but yeah, I think that's the problem. It's it's one or two of you, not one or 200 of you, or maybe it's more, maybe it's one or 200, but it's not one or 2000. So who knows what their, what their threshold is. I'm sure whatever that threshold is there. Um, you know, I mean, here's one thing. Why don't they just, instead of shutting it down, why don't they just let it go until some phone update kills it, but just let it be like, why do we have to undo it? And is um, it exploits I mean, and stuff like that? Like if you're not, man- it's the ex- I, I think it's the exploits. I mean, it's, it, it, that's in the quote from earlier. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we actually got into it because mm. we were laughing too much about a uh, baby poop with Patrick, but <laughs> um, they, they, they mentioned like, listen, like a lot of the work is just exploits. And if you can exploit, if you can exploit world of Warcraft through the app, 
that's a problem that needs to be addressed. Zach in the chat reminds me, I completely forgot about this. They did charge for the Armory app in the beginning. Remember that? It was three bucks a month. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because I didn't was, use it for the longest time because yeah. I was like, I don't care that much. It was a huge controversy. Um, yeah, I don't know how I forgot that. It, it, that kind of came and went, and then when they got rid of it, I was like, good, good riddance. And then I never thought about it again. But yeah, they, yeah, they used to charge. Bother me at stuff. the time because it was something we didn't have, and now we have it, and you can pay. For it. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. It's not like it was free before, and then they started charging for it. I would love to see numbers on how many people use the Legion app uh, during Legion's run, or before that, the Warlords app. Um, I guess that's now just the World of Warcraft app or whatever, but it's the one that lets you go in and send your followers off doing jobs. And It's know, great. I should that. use it more. I always forget about it. And my other WoW friends who, he, when when I say something like, yeah, I don't really do the follower missions that much, I'm like, why aren't you using the app? You could be making so much more gold. Yeah. I mean, who knows? But uh, he did make the comment in this email about how the add-ons currently available plugins for using the the auction house aren't as cool or aren't as efficient as the one that's built into this app. And I don't use the auction house enough to say whether that's the case or not, but it seems like what usually happens when something like this goes away, the community compensates some in some other way and it'll probably happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I tend to play the auction house a lot in the first two months of an expansion. And then I never really return. I kind of make yeah. like my first hundred thousand gold and I'm just like, this will be fine. I will never need to worry about goals for the rest of this expansion. Yeah. I'll, I, that's about what I do. And it's usually <laughs> gathering. Like I'll just get a crap yeah. ton of leather and sell yeah, it for I'll, tons um, of money. Usually whatever hero I go, whatever tune I go with first, uh, I'll just pick up uh mining and herbalism Yeah, and I just start selling mats. Yeah. Cause nobody else wants to gather, but I do. I don't want, I don't like professions. I hate them. Actually, I'm kind of looking forward to this new, what they're doing. The changes they're doing here are interesting to me. They're kind of per expansion. Um, that's interesting to me more than it ever has been in the past, but I don't like professions. So for me, it's like, well, I already killed this boar. May as well take a skin. May as well sell it. You know, like I was already doing the thing I was doing. I already saw a mining node. May as well go pickaxe it. I may as well go pick it, as the kids say. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it at the beginning of the expansion because it, it it forces me to explore more. And I yeah. love that sense of exploration in the beginning of a new expansion. I do too. Uh, thank you for the email, Nioli, bovine archdruid on some server somewhere. If you want to send in your own emails, it's so damn easy it hurts. Theinstance at gmail.com. It's the same address we've had for all low these many years since 2006. That's theinstance at gmail.com. All comers and all takers are welcome. That is going to do it for today's show. Before we get out of here, Garrett can be found at amove.tv where plenty of cool things are happening around the Angry Chicken and other rad shows. Is there anything in particular you'd like to point anyone's eyeballs at this week? There is so much Hearthstone content uh, out of Angry Chicken this week. Definitely go check it out. Uh, a, a show we do with much less frequency uh, mm-hmm. and you may not know about. Did you know that Tom Merritt, Jenny Josephson, and I do a Star Wars podcast once I did, a month? I didn't know that. Ah, uh, well, if you didn't, it's called Let's Talk About Star Wars, and it can be found basically anywhere podcasts can be found. And there's a new episode up talking about the solo trailer, talking about the uh, Last Jedi special features. Go uh, give that a listen. Quick, uh, in in a single sentence, your hype for Solo. Are you excited? As of the most recent trailer, I am sold. Okay, same. I was skeptical up until that point. I was as well. I mean, I'm still, I still have these niggling things in the back of my head about directors being fired and new people coming in and you know all that stuff usually bodes poorly uh but they've also pulled it off before at marvel with this chain with these changes to, to yeah. films that i thought were going to be in trouble and they weren't 
Yeah, I think it comes down to, did you like Rogue One? I did. I had fun. I don't think it's the best Star Wars movie ever, but I'm still glad it got made. And it had a lot of similar issues around it. So I think I'm going to have fun with Han Solo. I am too. And I want gritty, like, underground, smugly side of Star Wars. That's what I want. I just want Donald Glover as Lando. That's really all I want. Well, you got him. Looking all (laughs) fancy in his dumb haircut. It's going to be great. Very excited. So watch for that. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, and that uh, check out that podcast. Also, my Kickstarter for playing cards is going live Monday. That's the current new date. I know I'm about a week and a half late, but as these things go, uh, they take a while. Making my own playing cards, a goal I've had since I was eight years old. I'm going to finally do it. If you're interested in those, there's all kinds of cool unlocks that are very frog pants heavy as well as uh, science fiction and some other cool stuff. So if you are into that sort of thing, and you might even want your own custom poker chip, mmm... Uh, be on the lookout on my Twitter, Scott Johnson, filmsack.com. will also be there. It'll be all over the place. So if you, uh, if you're into that, check it out. I think that is gonna do it. Am I missing anything? No. The instance.net is our website. Instant show on Twitter. Garrett art for Garrett. I'm at Scott Johnson. Patrick's at not Patrick. The underscore T for Terpster should be back next week. And more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Garrett and for poopy Patrick. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.